This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Thursday, the 6th of April. Jazzy boy, rental property prices have increased by an average of 11.5% over the last 12 months, according to SQM. And now the RBA governor, Phil Lowe, has warned renters that we've got a long road ahead. There's just not enough homes being built to house Australian residents and migrants. Not what you want to hear on a Thursday, RBB man. No. Just before a long weekend. (laughs) Listen to this one. Tesla shares dropped 7% the other day after it announced a record 423,000 deliveries for the first quarter of the year. Wow. Given the price cuts that Tesla rolled out in January, investors were expecting a much bigger jump. Three high-impact stories today, Jazzy Boy. Let's do it. For our first, Richard Branson's Virgin Orbit has filed for bankruptcy after its struggle to secure long-term funding to recover from its rocket failures. So promising, yet gone. So tell me more. So Virgin Orbit was the brainchild of the man, the myth, and the sometimes legend Richard Branson. (laughs) It was founded back in 2017 with the plan to launch small satellites into the air. Satellites that could be used to research space communications Mm -hmm. or intelligence, Climate change. And Brett, Virgin Orbit was pretty appealing because it was more flexible and cheaper than vertical rocket launches. In other words, you didn't need three, two, one, takeoff <laughs> because it could operate from everyday airstrips around the world. This is all pretty promising. So Virgin Orbit listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange via a SPAC in 2021. And in January this year, Jazzy Boy, Virgin Orbit launched its sixth mission. And this rocket launch not only failed to reach orbit, but the satellite crashed into the ocean. And now, Virgin Orbit will shut down after it failed to raise enough money to keep the company going. So what is the key learning here? When the stakes are high, one high-profile mishap can ruin a company. You see, B-Man, the satellites that crashed into the ocean in January were US and British intelligence satellites. And when the risks include crashing a satellite into Earth with highly sensitive data, Mm -hmm. there is quite a lot at stake. And Brett, Virgin Orbit aren't the only ones competing for this highly competitive and potentially lucrative space. Now, so far, SpaceX, they've launched 4,000 satellites successfully and Amazon has also announced new satellites too. So sadly for Richard Branson, Virgin Orbit could just no longer be trusted. For our second story, Endeavour Group, Australia's largest drinks and hospitality company, is bringing their hospo experience around Australia by bringing together esports and pubs. Drinks and games. I'm completely in. So (laughs) tell us what's happening here. Well, Jazzy Boy, Endeavour Group is a drinks and hospo company. They own Dan Murphy's and a bunch of other pubs and hotels. They actually used to be part of the Woolworths Group, but was spun off in 2021. And now, Endeavour Group has pulled a move that nobody really expected, but makes a lot of sense. Like you doing the worm on the dance floor. Which makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Now, Brett, Endeavour Group has just bought a 5% stake in a games and experience company called Fortress. Think gaming, think gamers, think drinks, all under the one roof. They've created two multi-level complexes with playable devices and interactive experiences. Endeavour's investment in Fortress is all about bringing pub life and gaming life together. And they're planning to cross-pollinate into each other's businesses. So what is the key learning here? Entertainment venues are learning to adapt to what younger generations are looking for. And B-Man, it looks like gaming is a big part of that. The gaming industry has been booming recently. Mm -hmm. It's almost doubled in size compared to where it was six years ago. At the moment, more than 17 million Aussies play video games. So Endeavour wants to kill two birds with one stone and get in on the fun. And with their new investment, Endeavor's planning to bring the best of both worlds together for millennials and Gen Z. For our third and final story, Johnson & Johnson, the consumer goods behemoth, has agreed to pay $8.9 billion US dollars to settle thousands of lawsuits around its talcum powder. Holy smokes, Jazzy Boy, this is an enormous settlement. What 
is happening here? Okay, so Johnson & Johnson, they're the consumer giant that sells everything from consumer goods, like the Band-Aid brand, to medical products as well. Get this one. They've been around since 1886, and they've grown into a $440 billion wow. US dollar behemoth. Now, Brett, one of Johnson & Johnson's most popular products was their baby powder. But over the last few years, it's faced more than 16,000 lawsuits. You see, Jazzy Boy, consumers have alleged that the talc products, including the baby powder, caused them cancer. But now, Johnson & Johnson has agreed to settle a lawsuit for a whopping $8.9 billion. But they say that the settlement is not an admission of wrongdoing. <laughs> but Jazzy Boy, here's the quirky part. Before the settlement, Johnson & Johnson tried to force this part of the company into bankruptcy to avoid the settlement altogether. So what is the key learning here? Courts rejecting sham bankruptcies might raise the price tag for future settlements. You see, Brett, with all of this litigation going on, Johnson & Johnson concocted a top-secret plan to avoid paying compensation. The plan was to split Johnson & Johnson into two companies. One would be their main operating company with all their products and their staff. And the other would be an empty shell company. Now, Johnson & Johnson would shift the talc litigation liability into the new entity. And this new entity would then declare bankruptcy almost immediately after it was created. Meaning claimants couldn't recover any money from a bankrupt company. But the courts rejected this secret plan. And suddenly, their settlement offer jumped from $2 billion US dollars to nearly $9 billion wow. US dollars. So it will be interesting to see whether this creates a new precedent in the US for litigation cases. Hmm. Flux fam from Brett and I here at Flux HQ. We just wanted to wish you a great long weekend. We'll be taking a little break, but of course, we'll be back on Tuesday. And over the weekend, if you're hanging out with any friends, family, foes, make sure you tell them what you're listening to every single morning. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Tuesday.